Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear Up Texas podcast and Paint Train Pipe Bomb Productions. Quite frankly, the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world. Yours truly, the Bear of Texas here, along with Brooklyn, New York's finest, Mark freaking Bravman. Brav, welcome back to the show, brother. Thank you so much for having me again, Alex. I, I, I really enjoy working with you, man. So much. I, mean, I do too. And, and when I say it's a blessing to be working with you, Mark, you know, that right there is, is the understatement within itself, let me tell you. And I agree with you, my friend. It's an absolute. It is on the same when we get to work together. It's a whole lot of fun. It really is. And today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, right off the bat, this is Mark's idea. So for <laughs> those of you that enjoy this episode, let me say it right now, Mark came up with this. Now, I understand that the number of wrestlers we'll be talking about is a little bit too high, but let's be honest, there's just a lot of them, okay? Well, now, normally people would say, should you do an odd number? I'm like... No, because Mark and I were not those kinds of guys. We like to keep things a little bit even at times, don't we, Mark? Yeah, I, I, I'm not too comfortable with odd numbers, to be honest with you. So even, <laughs> is, more, even is more comfortable, is, you know. It's kind of weird, though, because of when my birthday is. It happens to blow out on an odd number, but hey, things happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my, was, on an, it was on an even number, I, I think. Well, nah, I don't think it was. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting confused. So... We're talking about wrestlers whose career was better outside of world wrestling entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mark, I've got your names down. I mean, I basically had a laundry list, and I had to pick some. Now, some that won't be agreed, but there's a lot that we got to talk about. So I do have, you want to get started for us, Mr. Broberman, sir? Before we start, I have a list. I'm telling you right now, you can actually write a book about how many how many wrestlers were on my list. It's ridiculous, but we got it down to, I think, five or six inches five. Which was not and, easy. No, it was not. And I, anybody we feel anybody left out, I feel bad, but I'm sorry. All right. So the first person on my list is Juventud Guerrero. Juventud Guerrero. Juventud Guerrero was one of the premier stars during the Monday Night Wars. He was in the Cruiserweight Division, WCW. He started off in Mexico, went to ECW, to WCW. And in WCW, this man had one of the had an unbelievable Cruiserweight career. He really did. He joined the company in 1996, and he stayed until the end of it in 2001. The problem is when he left WCW because they closed to sign up with, with, with the WWE then half, Vince had no clue to do with him. So Vince put him in a very racist and racist group called the Mexicals. And the reason why I say they're racist is because Vince had been coming out as on the lawnmowers. They would actually ride lawnmowers to the ring. Now you yeah, can't. I remember. You cannot get away with that today. Well, well, I mean, could you imagine? And, and the interesting part was he was along. It was alongside Psychosis, who who also was a big star in WCW, one of the biggest stars in wrestling as well, along right. with a dude known as Super Crazy, who was also an, who was also an ECW legend. Who honestly, my favorite moment of Super Crazy. Let me tell you, when he did that moonsault off that rail, oh. So wonder, I mean, he was, he is literally super freaking crazy. Oh, he was nuts. If you were an ECW fan like I am, and I'm sure you are, Alex, as well, you probably caught up on YouTube. But if you are an ECW fan, you watch 2 o'clock in the morning like I did, like Rick and like one of my friends. 
You ever seen Super Crazy? Some of the craziest stuff ever. So he was just nuts. Yeah. Then you had Juventud Guerrero, mm-hmm. who had some classic matches we're talking about in WCW. With Chris Jericho, was, too. Chris Jericho, Billy Kidman. He feuded Ray Mysterio. He won the tag team title. He won the world tag team titles at one point. He was the cruiserweight champion three or four times. He opened up very numerous pay-per-views. And I came out of Bobby Brown. He's like, but this is just the first match. He wrestled Dean Malenko. So many professional wrestlers wrestled with this man. And the way that Vince treated him was terrible. He never got a cruiserweight title shot. He never got anything. He Actually, never no, got- no, he did. They they did act. They did put the they did put the cruiserweight title on him. Yeah, they did. Thank you for the correction. I forgot about that. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I'm sure it's probably for a cup of coffee though. It, it's just that Juventus, I think, when he the sit in the company overall was not good and No. It was just yeah. it, was, it was disgusting how they treated him. Yeah. So it's on my list. Okay. Yeah. Not All right. So let me take this one next. Okay. This one, look, some would say because he was not in WWE long enough, but you know what? This man I have a lot of respect for. You can't talk about classic professional wrestling without mentioning this guy. And this guy still wrestles today, and he is going strong. Do you know who I'm talking about, Mark? Sting. Sting. Yes. And not because, okay, it's because everything in WCW was within itself. But after he left WWE, and he actually mentions how disappointed he was with how he was treated... You know, honestly, I don't disagree with them. Now, some people would say, well, they inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah. and But that match against Triple H at WrestleMania, I was not happy that he did not win. But then again, can we say that we were surprised that he did not win? I mean, what what are the two words uh, right now that I'm thinking of? I'm not surprised that he didn't win. Honestly, if you, somebody played politics. I think that, Backstage I think politics, yeah. I think Triple H played politics more for him to get the win. Triple Sting H is just, I'm telling you. He's about, he, what is he? Four, five, six time WCW champion, TNA champion. He's done everything in wrestling. He's done and everything he, in wrestling, yes. And, when and he's, he's 63, 64 years old. The dude is still going strong. Yes, always in, yeah. And you have to understand something about this guy. Until Hulk Hogan came along in 1994 and, well, pretty much destroyed WCW, Sting was their main star. Yeah. When I when I was I'm an old school WCW fan, so I used to watch this guy wrestle Vader, Flash, some of the greatest matches against Flash, uh, Rick Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who we'll get to a little bit later. So many professional wrestlers have come down. Sting is a member of the Four Horsemen at one point. So yeah, and then he had that lengthy feud with them. Yeah. Yes, he was also a member, by the way. He also joined the board, and then they kicked him out. But to have him come to WrestleMania, wrestle Triple H, and lose, and his only match at WrestleMania is horrible. I agree with you. Triple H yeah. did not need that win. Sting needed the win. Sting and needed then, the win. Yeah. And then it was WCW was for Sting's career. And I think Sting would have won at WrestleMania. I think he would have stayed with the company. I honestly believe it. 
Probably, but let's not forget there was that match with Rollins where he suffered the neck injury, which we thought had ended his career for good. But mm. but I'm telling you, you see, you can say all you want about AEW and Tony Khan, but at least they know how to use they know how to use Sting because obviously Sting has nothing but good things to say. So that's got to say something. I mean, Sting mm. working with Darby Allen. I mean, Darby Allen has come a long way working alongside Sting. I mean, and just recently, there's you know, there's there was that confrontation between Jericho and Sting. I mean, something we, we definitely would have loved to see probably back in the '90s. But you know what? I'm like, you know what? Better late than never because Sting is still going strong. Now, I will admit, as a kid, I was not a WCW guy because I was too young to be able to tune in and watch both because I did not know what was going on. But that was yeah. But Sting, I mean, everything he's done with Impact Wrestling. The National Wrestling Alliance, AEW, man, you know, and, and, and everything going well with AEW. I mean, the matches that he's still in, I mean, he's still going strong. It's shame on WWE for what how they treated him. Shame on them. Well, they treat him like they treat him like garbage. And, and you know what? I'm glad that I'm glad that Sting left the company because of how they treat him. I agree with you. What Sting did to them was terrible. So, so the next guy on your list, Mark, is Diamond Dallas Page. And you feel the bang, baby. DDP, one of my... The dude that basically was a, considered basically not to make it because he was a rookie at 35 years old. But you know what? He made it. He's a he's beyond a legend. Everybody's still talking about what he did. And you know what? Let me go back to Sting for one more moment. The day Sting teased joining the NWO and then basically tricked them, DDP did the exact same thing. I'm sure that you remember that moment as if it was just yesterday, my friend. I was when I when DDP first came in WCW, he was a heel, and everybody he was, yeah. made fun of me. Everybody made fun of me for being a DDP fan. Oh, he's not gonna make it. He's doing, you know, he's having, he's just having a feud with uh, with with Mark Merrill, and that's gonna be the end of him. Back then, Johnny be bad. But honestly, that was the feud that got him to start him, and then he bounced around for a while. He won Battle Bowl. And then 97, when he told the NWO to go away, bang, he exploded like a rocket. I mean, two-time WCW champion, two-time United States champion. Unfortunately, for the, his, his magnificent feud against the against Raven against Raven and, and, and this block, the magnificent match with with um, Chris Benoit, the U.S. title. Goldberg for the heavyweight title. This goes on and on and on about that. Bash at the beach when he when he when he teamed up with uh, Malone against uh, Hollywood Hogan and uh, Dennis Rodman. Unfortunately, lost. But a year before they won, a year before DDP, a year before though, uh, DDP gets <laughs> got got screwed by Carpenter on, on the pay per view. But that's okay. He is, and of course, um, I think it was Worldwide when he teamed up with Jay Leno. So many amazing moments for DDP. Then yeah. WCW closes, joins the horrible invasion, and get infused with the Undertaker. Now, as a Page fan, I think if, if he gets the Undertaker, what if this is going to be a fantastic ride? Taker thought the same thing, and then we had the stalking thing, which was even worse. We had that horrible cage match between with him and Candy against against Kane and Taker. The feud was awful. Feud ends. DDP does nothing. They don't even put him in the invasion team at either the invasion or at Survivor Series. Then they made him a face, and he did that stupid. It's a good thing. 
or it's a bad thing, whatever that idiotic feud was. One match at WrestleMania, which he won over ridiculous, over Christian, ridiculous, ridiculous. And then he just let go. So he wound up in TNA for a while. And TNA or Impact, as, you, uh, as it's now called, he had, a, he, he had a nice finish to screw at Impact. It kills me what they did to DDP. It really does. It, it does, especially considering, you know, his company, the DDP Yoga, everything, you know, how, the great it's done for a lot of wrestlers that have struggled with personal demons, you know. We can't, I mean, DDP, God God bless the dude. I, I, I you know, honestly, I, I'll be honest, I need DDP Yoga bad. <laughs> I, well, I, I can't do it because of my knees and my back. But DDP saved the life of two pro wrestlers. Unfortunately, one of them is no longer here. Mm-hmm. The other one is still alive. And I think you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's why it saddens me even more. But the next one on my list, uh, yeah, you're definitely not going to agree with me on this one. But I have to go with Kurt Angle. Now, not saying that Kurt Angle's first run with the company was horrible. I'm not saying that at all. It's just that... Well, I think because when he went to Impact Wrestling, it was TNA at the time, but, you know, it's called Impact Wrestling now. Mm-hmm. I just feel because at Impact Wrestling, he basically immediately got to the main event, and he was basically there for most of the time. Because I think in Impact, he avoided these comedic roles. Now, not saying that Kurt Angle, his comedy stories like that were not bad. I mean, I'll be honest, they were. I found them funny. I mean, Kurt Angle made me laugh numerous times, you know, back in the day especially for me, a kid that was being bullied at school. And, you know, Kurt Angle was one of the many wrestlers that would, you know, put a hurt kid and put a smile on my face. So, like, like basically at that time with the U, the birth of the You Suck chance and everything. So, and of course, you know, he won the title. He, he won the title in his first year. Now, I'm not, again, like, I'm not saying that the run was bad. I just feel like when he left WWE and Impact, it was just a whole lot better, you know? I don't want to argue with you, but we have to disagree with you. Outside of Goldberg, nobody had a better rookie year ever than Kurt Angle. Right? U.S. champion. Heavyweight champion. He went to no mercy. Maybe Diesel. I think Diesel Diesel may actually. Diesel probably will give you the argument. Maybe Diesel. No. Diesel's first year, no. Because Diesel got the title in the second year, not his first year. Diesel came in 94, not 95. So I have to disagree with you on Kurt Angle. I will say this, though. His running impact was amazing, but I liked him better in WWE for the reason of his first year incredible run. You can't forget about the match with, with, with Lesnar at 19, which was probably one of the greatest main events of all time, even, yeah. though, even though Lesnar got badly hurt. Armageddon, the six the six pack challenge he won, which. The Hell in a Cell, yeah. 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 Which was an amazing match. I was, I'm more of a Taker fan than Kurt Angle anyway. Well, that, remember that King of the Ring match with Shane McMahon? Yes. Oh, yeah. You, you want to talk about it? You want to talk about it? Oh, yeah. You, you, I think you know that particular spot in the match where, oh, we heard the story Vince was so furious. Oh. Shane, Shane being the tough guy that he always was, Shane was just like, look, like even though he was knocked out, he still continued the match. I mean, he's a freaking McMahon. Huh. The problem with that match, I'll tell you what happened. The problem was someone if they got to fix the plexiglass machine to go through on both on both sides. That's yeah. what Kurt had to do the suplex twice. Yeah. Vince not angry at the he was angry at Kurt for doing it. He was angry at James Lane to do it. He was more angry at the at, at the prop guys, and that prop guy's no longer with the company, by the way. So we know what that happened. Yeah. 
Kurt Angle, though, you see, Kurt Angle, I'm not really a fan of him. I'm just not. But match after match, the guy's entertaining. But I will say this is the DNA run, that those matches with AJ Styles, second and are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Dude, Samoa Joe, too, and Samoa Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah, here's a spoiler. Samoa Joe is on Mark's list, y'all. Yes, he is. Oh, uh, Kurt Angle and Samoa. I mean, see, and, and, I, and I wasn't watching it back at the time. I've just always gone back. I mean, and this is under the advice of you and, 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 our, and our friend Ricky. I mean, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. Kurt Angle and Sting at Impact. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, some of the greatest matches. Oh. And Jeff Jarrett, of course. I mean, oh, man. When, when yeah. people shit on Impact Wrestling, I'm like, you need – there's a – I mean, you don't know what you've missed. Okay, Impact, much like AEW, is not perfect. But, no. hey, Impact Wrestling is a respectable promotion overall. And I'll put it to this way. Before, 2000, before 2010, I agree with you. After 2010, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, you know, I've, I've done the timeline just like you said. Isn't that what you told me when we were, we were first basically bringing up this show? It said, Alex, you told me. And these are your words, Mark. Alex, you need to go through the timeline accordingly. Did you not say that? Yep. Yes, I did. And did you I start- do it? Yeah, I hope you did. Oh. With the impact you started when, when they came up around, I think it was 2002. You go all the way to 2010, then you hit the brakes. Yeah. I the mean, we'll thing- never forget that incident. I think it was Genesis when Jeff, with that, that you know, with, with Jeff Hardy and Sting oh. was legitimately pissed off. I mean, the crowd was mad. And the way the, yeah. the, show, the way the show closed, Sting was like, I agree. I agree. I mean, I mean, yeah. And then they, yeah, well, that was the only problem. The problem was also holding the base. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. And not the only thing. The only thing after 2010, if I if I remember, was Beer Money versus um, the Motor City Machine Guns had a great five, had a great five team, had a great um, had a great three out of five series, which was phenomenal. So was Bully impact, Ray as well. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. The problem is, once Bishop Home came in, and once when the Carter came in, bye bye company, and that's the end of that. But Kurt Angle, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think he had he's had a career no matter where you go. He deserves the whole yeah. thing. Really Kurt does. Kurt Angle learned the wrestling business just like that. And my mm-hmm. God, he is one of the most talented professional wrestlers I've ever seen. We have said many times you will never see another wrestler like one particular one, but Kurt Angle is just on a whole yep. other level. There will never ever be another Kurt Angle. There I'll can't even be another Kurt Angle. Nobody can ever do what Kurt Angle did in the ring. Nobody. No. And this no, is not a knock on anybody. I'm sorry, but there's one Kurt Angle, and there always will be one Kurt Angle. And Kurt, I am so grateful for all that you have done. I mean, again, Kurt, basically me, a kid that was being picked on, he put a smile on my face. He made me laugh a lot. He impressed me with his matches. A lot of wrestlers did that, but Kurt Angle is one of my heroes. I'm going to put it to you this one. Lesnar, Angle, SmackDown, one-hour match. End of discussion. The Iron Man match, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why Vince gave that away for free, because if you would have told me that that was on the next pay per view, everybody, everybody would have ordered that one. Why yeah. Vince gave it away for free, God only knows. But that was a mistake in my mind, and I and even Curtin Lesnar said it, it was a mistake. Phenomenal match, by the way. Yeah, but, phenomenal match. It probably just should have been on pay per view, right? It's, it's much like Short and Bret Hart's and. Um, and the and disaster and, and the disaster that was rocks and triple H's. So yeah. I hate I don't like that. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. 
Let's go to Samoa Joe uh, because we mentioned him. Let's go to Samoa Joe. The beast. Dude. The killer. One I of the original a... founding fathers of Ring of Honor. Am I correct? Yes. I have been a Samoa Joe fan since ROH. I've seen him wrestle, see a punk for an hour twice. Oh, yeah. you see, once again, go, you talk about a timeline, and another thing that I did. Right, I mean, the Briscoe brothers, both of them, may, may, may Jay rest in peace. So many matches with Joe. TNA, oh, feud, feud with Kurt Angle, the feud with Sting, the feud with, with James Storm. Him and Kevin Hatch are getting along, no support, no surprise there. The promos he cut on the live mic on pay-per-view once. once that, that the promo we cut on the pay-per-view on the live mic, which was amazing. I have it, and I have it in my collection. Him as champion, winning match after match. Ring of Honor, longest champion in their, in their history. And their greatest, by the way. I think he still holds the record, too, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Comes to TNA. Amazing career. WWE? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at, at, at NXT, I, I would say at NXT, it was actually good. Now, I, I think, if I remember correctly, when he was first signed to WWE with NXT, I think it was supposed to be a short-term deal. But because the merch sales were through the roof and because he got over, which, of course, he did because he's Samoa Joe, Second WWE had no choice. Now, at the same time, he has, he has, he has, he did struggle with injuries, but... It, when he be, I think you know, when he became the, the NXT champion, when he beat um, Finn Balor, the demon Finn Balor, I mean, that was one of the coolest things right there. Amazing match, by the way. So I would say at NXT, Samoa Joe, thumbs up. But the main roster, it's a shame. No, but at did, the same time, he did struggle with injuries. They also waited too long. They waited, what, almost two years to bring him up, I think. They waited way too long to bring him up, number one. And number two, when they did, you put him in feud with nobody. Well, I gotta ask: Did they? Tr okay, well, we do we know it? Did they at least try through the previous series? They just could not do it because, you know, like that. I mean, I don't know what happened. I honestly don't know. I didn't study it, but I, mean, I know. Yeah, I'm well, upset. It's unfortunate. He, he, if if he had come maybe years earlier, things would have been different. But never won the Royal Rumble. Never won Money in the Bank. Had a short run with the U.S. title. I don't. I do not remember if he won the heavyweight title or not. I don't think he ever did. He did. He did, think... he did challenge for the universal title. He was in. He was in that pack challenge with Braun Strowman, Kane, and Brock Lesnar. I, I think that was the match where Bra where uh, where Braun Strowman, you know, uh, like need Brock Lesnar so hard. Brock Lesnar like punched him back and like yeah, it was that kind of thing. But he yeah. wasn't the title picture. But I think him not having the title on him was definitely hurt him. It killed him. And then yeah. when his contract ended, what did he do? Shift over to AEW. He's where right now he's doing phenomenal. And then he went back to Ring of Honor. The Ring of Honor got bought by, by Tony Khan. Yeah, and he's currently the, the Ring of Honor television champion. You know, you know was in the hunt for the TNT title. So Samoa Joe's just going back to doing what he's doing. And, you know, the promos are still good. The matches are still great. You know, he's, got his, he, he's got his charisma. He's got it. He, he's got it. Everything. He, he's, he's, it's not like he never had it. It's just I think WWE just it did not go as planned, but again he did battle a, 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 an amount of injuries. But but I kind of just think that maybe WWE the environment of WWE just did, did not fit the charisma of Samoa Joe. 
No, and I think that that was the biggest. I just don't. I just don't know if it's a problem with him, honestly, and I don't understand it. But that's just. But you know, Samoa yeah. Joe's has been Samoa, phenomenal. Samoa Joe is one of the greatest workers. I mean, that match when he lost the title to Darby Allen. I mean, his matches with Darby Allen are great. Great, yeah. I mean, oh, you, yeah. You, you can, I mean, I always tell people there's a reason why Samoa Joe had great, you know, why Darby Allen was able to do great because Darby Allen was able to learn and hone his skills, learning from Singh and from other wrestlers, including Samoa Joe. So when you basically, in in Darby Allen's case, when you listen, you learn, you get better and better and better. The crowd, you get more over. The hard work pays off. He was over already when he walked into AEW. He was over the second. Year. He uh, was you, over. You're the not. You're not wrong. I mean, dude, I, I, dude. I was already a fan of Darby Allen before he did. I don't know if you saw it. I'll never forget that spot. He skateboards down the ramp and he gives Chris Jericho a flying clothesline. Did you Did you ever see that? Not an AEW fan, so I honestly don't watch. Okay, you you should look it up. I mean, I was already a fan of Allen from then, but when he did that, oh my god. Oh, well, let me put it this way: if you haven't seen Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, either one of their matches that went an hour, watch it. You'll know why he's amazing. Moving on. That's what you told me, uh, and I did watch them both. <laughs> but yes, uh, moving on. So I think the next one. Okay, well, we'll go back to my list. I have to go. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rob Van Dam. Absolutely. Um, it's a shame say? that his he they put the title on him, but it's a shame how it ended because he was caught because he was caught with what in his car. Scored weed. Mm-hmm. Which is his fault, but it is. But you know what? I still feel like you know WWE still should have given him another chance. I still do. But you know what? Impact Wrestling did it, and you, hmm. you know what? The fans, no matter what, RVD is. I mean, I'm telling you, those. Well, okay, there's many ways to describe it, but let's describe the way he likes it. He is simply one of a kind. I'm absolutely Mr. I Monday mean, Night the stuff at ECW. <laughs> well, Mr. All the stuff at ECW. If you haven't seen him wrestle, he waved '98 in a tag match. Him and him, him and Sabu against two Japanese stars whose names whose names escape me. I've wa- I've watched that match a hundred times. One of the best tag team matches of all time for the ECW title. And you've seen him live in person at an ECW show, haven't you? I never went to ECW. I saw him. Oh, okay. I think that's Rick. I think that's Ricky. R- Ricky said that he went to. He's been to several ECW shows back in the day, okay. especially when they were at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Yes, that was Ricky. I was. I didn't. I saw RVD when he was in WWE Live. The men's incredible. Okay, so you never saw him, you never saw him in person at ECW. Okay, that was so many ECW. But I see him on tape in ECW. I see him in Jerry Lynn. His match with Jerry Lynn. His matches against. Oh my God, so many. Um, Armageddon '99. He was in the main event. Uh, against I think I I think it was it was it was Paul Mahoney. I believe it was. Then a phenomenal matchup. He had him and Lance Storm at the first pay-per-view. Excellent match. Rob Van Dam can wrestle a broomstick and make it look good. Vince's yeah. problem Rob Van Dam is that he was an ECW guy. When he first came in the invasion, he was the most popular star. Yeah, even though it. he was a heel, he was over as if he was a babyface. He was all, well, that's Vince's word. Don't forget about the feud with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Someone 
some of the best matches of all time, and then Chris Jericho, and then the square went <clears throat> flat. Yeah. Once once the invasion angle was over, they had no clue what they were doing. They had no clue. Uh, it, it, it's a shame again, but you know what? He's he's in the, he's a Hall of Famer in, in WWE, but yes, he is. I mean, we you know in, in 2005, you know when he suffered that tor- when he was out for. A lot of 2005 because of that ACL injury. Then he came back in 2006. He won the Money in the Bank and then won the title at One Night Stand, which was such a hostile crowd. You know, it's it's ECW. Oh, yeah. What do you expect? Expect. Yeah, I mean, if seen the wins be right, yeah, I remember that one. He wins the match, and of course, you know, he's he's also awarded the ECW title the next day, so he's holding both titles simultaneously. And I was like, Dude, this is so this is so cool, but. Excuse me. It's sad the way it ended, but you know, even already spoke about it. You know, he, you know, he mentions, you know, he messed up. He, you know, like that. But, but again, you know, after that, you know, everything had impact and everything like that. You know, yeah, the guy that WWE seriously could have done better with, but they just didn't do it. Absolutely, he should have been. should have been in the title picture a lot more than he was. Yeah, absolutely. So then the next next one on your list is Raven. Raven, what a machine this man is. I mean, Raven, CM Punk has credited Raven for a lot of things. I mean, you know, some people would say without Raven, there wouldn't even be a CM Punk. I agree with that. I don't know if I want to go there. But I'll be honest with you, Raven is a good teacher, a good mentor to other wrestlers, and he's a hell of a wrestler himself. Yes, he is. I will say this. You remember remember his feud with the Sandman in ECW, right? With Bulver's son, I remember it very well. That is actually something that is very, very creative. Now, I understand the infamous stuff when he when he crucified Sam and he put him to a wooden cross and put him tied him up with barbed wire. I understand why some people some people don't like it, but you know what? He did something that got a reaction. You know, he did something. I mean, did but the problem was and. I understand why people were angry about it. It's understandable. Yeah. I understand. As a matter of fact, Kurt Angle was in the building when it happened. Yeah, Angle, yeah, we all we all know that. Yeah, we all we all know about that because yeah, it was a it was at a pit. I think the show was at was at Pittsburgh. From the story is Shane Douglas, who was at ECW time, is also a fellow Pittsburgher, much like Kurt Angle. So, but you know, Raven. I mean, I've seen some of the stuff Raven done in Impact Wrestling and like that. So. I mean, Raven, even to this to, to this day, I go back and watch Raven's promos from ECW, from WCW, and Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, you know. Oh, yeah. Raven is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, I feel like you can learn a lot by just watching. You watch one of his, like, if you watch a five-minute promo, you could be, it, it motivates me to even cut my own promos. I'll talk to my cat and cut a promo, but that sounds weird, but I mean, Raven's just one of those guys. His promos are so special; it motivates and convinces you to actually cut a promo, you know, yourself. Oh yeah, his feud with Raven, his feud with Raven, feud with not only ECW but WCW, Benoit, DDP. Excuse me, the Four Horsemen for 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 short time in '99. The whole thing with the flock. Look how many people joined the flock and became stars. Yeah, whatever of the flock is on your list. The next guy is on your list too. Saturn, Billy Kidman, all Billy of them. Kidman. Oh yeah, what a career! What a what, what a wonderful career Raven had. WC comes to WWFE or yeah, WWFE now. 
What does he do? He feuds with Jerry the King Lawler, an announcer. Vince at the time had one of the longest rosters in the world. Mm -hmm. And you give him to Jerry the King Lawler. Horrible. Well, before we go too deep into Kidman, what was it about Raven's run in WWE that you feel was horrible? His first feud with Raven's first feud in WWE was with was with Jerry Lawler. Yeah, oh that's right, because Lawler was was in that feud with Taz. Yeah, I remember. Okay. That yeah, I remember, his... yeah. Okay, so Raven's first feud is with an announcer. Then you fought put him in the hardcore division. Okay. Came out of ECW, that's cool. But give the man a shot of the title besides the besides the hardcore title. He that deserves match at WrestleMania 17 with, with Big Show and Kane. That was actually a pretty good match. That hardcore it match. It was, but at the same time, he should have had he should have wrestled much better wrestlers. I would have loved to have seen him feud, oh, I don't know, Austin, Triple H, Jericho. Raven can wrestle. We've learned this in WCW. And he can wrestle without the hardcore stuff. We learned that in ECW. We learned that in TNA. Raven was an amazing star, which they just squashed on the bottom of their boot for no reason. Mm -hmm. And it hurt. And it hurt me. It hurt me. It hurt his career. It hurt a lot of people with him. If you watch his feud with Paige or Benoit, some of the best matches of all time. I mean, his feud with Tommy Dreamer, too, and when, when he was ECW champion. Yep. Phenomenal. And Tommy yeah. Dreamer didn't beat him for two years. And look how many stars came out, came out of that feud. Bula McGillicuddy came out of that feud. Came out of that feud. Stevie Richards came out of that feud. The Dudleys got involved in that feud originally. The list goes on and on and on. And that's how you make the star. Yeah, I mean... And Impact Wrestling, you know, from 2003 to 2010, you know, you know he, he did actually win. The, I think he was once again the NWA champion in 2005 when it was still when it was exclusive yeah. to Impact Wrestling. But, you know, and, and then um, so everything from that, you know, I, I think he's still wrestling. He still makes appearances on the on the indies. But yes, but he's unfortunately for him, he got he he he, he gained a lot, a lot of weight. He did. So, and he, he's a member of the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yes, so, he is. As he should be. As he should be, yeah. So, a wonderful career. A wonderful career for him. So, we're going to go ahead and finish your list. So, we still got on your list, we got Billy Kidman and Taz. You know, Billy Kidman, I don't know too much about him. Now, I remember, I, like, he was part of the flock. He was always, you know, scratch, like, like, doing this. And he, he had a, his, he was doing do the, he did do the, uh, the shooting star press. But I think back then he called it the seven-year itch. Because, yes. And that originally changed the seven to, to the shooting star press. Well, you he, watch, he didn't have the same gimmick when he went to WWE. He was all scratchy and what have you, and that was, that was fine. But it was Saturn who pushed him, Saturn's storyline pushed him to leave the flock. And what is he doing tonight? He leaves the flock. He, he wins the Cruiserweight title. Amazing match on, on Monday Night, on, on Monday night Nitro. Once he was done, with, and even in the flock, he had some incredible contacts. Ray Mysterio, Hoventude, we mentioned earlier on, Dean Malenko. The list goes on and on and on. Amazing career for this young man. Comes to WWE, wins the Cruiserweight title, but that's the end of him. And then they race him. 
Well, it was. There was a there was a, there was a thought of of uh, him being revived when he when he was teaming up with Paul London. I'll never forget that. And they did have that. They did win the titles. And then there was that. You remember that that the storyline with Chavo Guerrero when, when the Shooting Star Press legitimately injured him, and then you, we all know how that went. Well, they they what they did to him. I mean, what they, I think it was Survivor Series too. He won he he won the Cruiserweight title if I remember correctly. In a phenomenal match, but they didn't use him right after after 2002. He just disappeared onto the card. He was, I think he was in the company for a year and a half, and that was it. What a it wasn't a great career for Billy. Yeah, he 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 was he left in June of 2005, and mm-hmm. he did return to WWE in 2007. I think you know he, he was part he was actually training other wrestlers, and he had a backstage role for a very very long time. I think a producer, but yes, yeah. But now we get to Taz and. Whoa, we really have to talk about this guy. Taz, phenomenal match. Mr. Suplex. I mean, a submission expert, the suplex machine. Man. Uh, If you can be bad and big a few times, you know what you're doing. Yeah. If you can make Shane Douglas quit in five minutes, less than five minutes, you know what you're doing. Rob Van Dam, he wrestled. He wrestled with Douglas. He wrestled so many amazing matches with this guy. Then he comes to WWE, enters the Royal Rumble. I believe it was the one Royal Rumble. He's in for two seconds, and, they throw him off, and then they throw him out of the ring. And I picked Taz to be in the final four of that Royal Rumble. Shame on me. You're talking about, and his, his debut was fantastic against Kurt Angle, who's on your list. His debut was fantastic, and then what he and then they slowly killed his career, made him a commentator because of a little bit of a neck problem, which I understand. But you could have done so much better with him. He was in a squash match with Triple H on on SmackDown. I mean, come on! Oh yeah, I, I think that's just I, I think that that was basically the end the end of it, man. Yeah, I mean, it killed him. You killed what should have been a fantastic career. Horrible decision. If you want to watch Taz, watch him in ECW. Google. Even Put Vince him McMahon himself said that he regretted booking Taz to lose to Triple H that way. <laughs> he oh, everybody, everybody. I couldn't wait to see that match. I thought it was going to be a 20-minute, 35-minute sort-off monster. Nope. Sorry. So... Taz has always been one of my favorite wrestlers. I love the guy. He's from Brooklyn, New York. Not from Red Hook, by the way. He actually up in Coney Island. Amazing, amazing talent. And they just threw it away. I mean, all of his feuds in ECW. Yeah, I mean, ECW, I mean, everything. I mean, you know, he former, you know, ECW world television champion, you know, even won the title, you know, matches with that match with, you know, Spike Dudley. Oh, phenomenal. Oh, that match, uh, Guilty as Charged with Shane Douglas. Yep. I mean, th- that's forget- actually where he won the title. Yes, it was. Matter of fact, I believe I have it. Don't forget yeah. about him. He, wa- he waved 98, which was ECW's greatest pay-per-view. Him, Bam Bam Bigelow all over the place. The one where they went through the ring. The one where they went through the ring when, 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 when Bam Bam beat him for the, for the TV title. Amazing, amazing career for this man. If I was Taz, I would have told Vince, no, I'm not leaving ECW. 
I know no, I know we're not getting paid, but I'm not leaving ECW. WWE destroyed them. They really did. They killed what should have been a whole thing for easily. And then Taz goes to TNA, uh, Tunnel on Stop Action Wrestling, of course, is now Impact and did great mm-hmm. over there. And, you know, he's yep. been with AEW since 2019. You know, his son his son is wrestling. His son's a great wrestler, too. His son, uh, Hook, by the way, is doing pretty good. So I have to see him. I haven't seen him wrestle yet. So, basically, I, I mean, Taz is just, you know, it's a shame. The- you know what? At, at least we can still say that ECW went great. And then after his post WWE things were, were good, good over there as well. So. Taz was able to do more, I think, at Impact Wrestling than he was. He was able to do more than commentary. I mean, he was that storyline when Bully Ray. Remember the Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan, the wedding angle. When he joined the Ace of H, but I was I wasn't a fan of the Ace of H anyway. He still doesn't want to be NWO. I met Taz several times. Phenomenal guy, by the way. Great guy. I think when he first started, he was part of the main. He he allied himself with the main event mafia. Actually, against the main event mafia, and then he turned on. He actually managed Joe, and then he turned on them to join. Yeah. And then he turned on them, and then the whole thing spilled over. It was just horrible. Well, like now, I said, now we're done with your list, so we got to finish mine. So we got up. three more from, uh, well, I'm not sure. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I actually kind of lost count, but I think I, think I got four more, if, if I'm correct. But anyway, even if we go over, I mean, you know, some of the names, but I'm going to try to make these ones a little bit quicker. But John Moxley, obviously, is one of them. Yeah, but you know, again, with again, they they put the belt on him. I mean, in twenty sixteen, he won the Money in the Bank and then cashed in on Rollins that same night and won the title that way. But the way he had lost that title like, to AJ Styles, I mean, that's when things went down. And yes, then there was the re, the re the reunion of the Shield, and then he became then he turned on the Shield. I mean, but so, at first, you know, he was the longest reigning U.S. champion. Um, you know, beat uh, MVP's previous record, so. The whole thing with the Shield was great. And then he had that when the Shield split, he had that feud with Rollins, but you know that didn't go too well because he was losing. Mo- he lost, you know, all the matches. So too many matches. I agree with you. But, I agree. But John Moxley, you know, after that, you know, leaving, you know, he he wrestles in Japan. You know, is one of the orig- original inaugural talents of AEW, where he's still doing great. So, yeah. I mean, I know that you don't follow AEW. I mean, but you know. Ever since, you know, after that, everything he's done in Japan, you know, going back to New Japan and then, you know, working AEW, I mean, ooh, just so much, so, so much good stuff, man. I mean, under the moniker of John Moxley, I mean, he can actually be himself. Well, he had that horrible mismatch at, at his last WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar, which I hate to bring up, but uh, that's when I think he decided to leave the company after, after that disaster. I'm not sure so. exactly. Well, you know, I think he mentioned you know the booking and and everything as well. So, yeah, the hardwood though. I mean, because because you know, Chris Jericho stated that he left WWE for for, for some for, for some of the uh, for similar reasons, but he he mentions that he did not like the way he was booked, and you know, of course, you know the hectic schedule, and he was obviously burnt out, so. And, you know, of course, you know, the fact that you, you have to do what Vince tells you to do and, you know, you don't agree with how Vince, you know, does things. So, yeah, he wasn't yeah. allowed to write his own promos, basically, from what I understand. So, when you, when you don't let a wrestler write their own promos, you, when you don't let wrestlers, you know, be themselves like that, I mean, you're making a serious mistake. In other words, you're proving that that you don't trust your wrestlers, and that's not good. That's true. 
but Vince is no. Vince is more of a dictator than than than, than a uh, than, than anything else from what I'm understanding. I mean, I've never worked for the company, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, so he he leaves and you know he he joins uh you know AEW again goes to New Japan becomes the IWGP US champion. You know, right now John Moxley is part of a club called the Blackpool Combat Club alongside Claudio Castagnoli, Fabio Cesaro, and Brian Danielson. So it's it's just so interesting to see those guys all be heel, part of a villainous you know stable. So, so so John Moxley ever since he left WWE, things have been going absolutely good. Yep. So, next one on my list, uh, th- this one, yeah, th- people are gonna say people are gonna find this one interesting, but Cody. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I hated the start of this character. I can't stand you know, the start. And, and a lot of people are now all of a sudden, you know, they're not happy when, now that he's back, you know, everything like that, him not winning the title, people are, un, are unhappy about it. Oh, that was just a disaster at WrestleMania this year. Right? Everybody, everybody turned on to WrestleMania because they thought that Cody was going to finally beat Roman for the belt. And one of the worst decisions in WrestleMania history, he doesn't win the title. He does not win the title, no. And now he's, he's in this feud with Brock Lesnar. Well, I think now he's I think he's about to work a match with Dominic. Yes, which is, is even Domin- yeah. Which is even stupider. If I'm Cody, I tell Vince, look either I get the belt or I walk. That's so all. basically, yeah, so ever since after that, you know, when Cody when he left uh WWE, I believe that, that was in 2017, you know. You know, of, of course, you know, the fact that he left AEW, I, I found that to be, you know, very, very, very shocking, honestly, but yeah, I was shocked about it myself. You know, but, but but Cody, you know, at first, you know, when he first arrived in WWE, you know, he had that feud with Randy Orton when, when Orton was feuding with his uh, late father, the American Dream. Then then um, you know, he was he was teaming up, and then he had that he he teamed up with Hardcore Holly, which not not the worst thing, but certainly something I didn't I didn't see. I mean, I would imagine you know him learning from Hardcore Holly certainly helped him, and then. With Ted DiBiase Jr., he was known. They were known as the Legacy, and Randy Orton was also part of the group. Became dashing Cody Rhodes, and then that note, that broken nose, you know, made him you know go crazy. So, stupid. Then Team Rhodes. Then we'll never forget Team Rhodes Scholars, and then he teams up with with his brother, you know, who of course was Goldust at the time. They become known as the Brotherhood. So, and then he became then he became Stardust. So he leaves, he goes to Ring of Honor, and then he was part of the Bullet Club, made appearances for Impact Wrestling, as well as New Japan, and of course the formation of AEW. So, and now he's back in WWE. Where is going nowhere? It's unfortunate. Well, that feud with Seth Rollins, okay, that was all, all, all of it. it. That could have been better, but it, it was something. But then the, the, torn, the torn pectoral muscle, I mean, that, that, that really killed it, man. Yeah, well, that, he was out for over. He was out for for that one. He was out for nine months, I think. Yeah. Then he wins. Then he wins the Royal Rumble, but doesn't win the title, and then. Scrum WrestleMania, yeah. And now yeah. he's in a feud with Brock Lesnar, yeah. Yeah. All right, the next one, okay. Bubba Ray Dudley. The problem here is that Bubba Ray Dudley loved being in a tag team. Yeah, you've seen the interview he did with Chris Van Vliet uh, three years ago, right? Not to mention with Stone Cold, not to mention Stone Cold podcast, but yes, I saw it. Yeah, he said on Chris uh, Van Vliet's uh, podcast that he never basically went. He never went into the business to become a singles wrestler. He always basically wanted to be a tag team. 
Now, yes, him and Devon Dudley, I mean, the fact that they were so brilliant as a tag team, splitting them up would be a serious and stupid mistake. And Vince McMahon did that in 2002. Yes, but let's be honest, you, you got to yes. keep in mind that first, Devon Dudley was teaming up with Axel Rotten, I believe, at first in, in ECW, right? Yes. And that was not going well. And then they brought Bubba in, Bubba in to, 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 to form a what we now call Team the Dudley Boys, a.k.a. Team Sneak yeah, so then they bring that up, and then I'll never forget, uh, you know, that promo, that Bubba Ray Cup that nearly incited a riot. I mean, hey, he was doing his job. You can't hate on him for that, but. He waved 99. I have, I have, I have the pay-per-view. Yes, I know. I know. And so I think they when they left ECW, I forget why they left ECW. I think it must have been a pay dispute or whatever, or maybe they got a better offer. I mean, I don't know. Dumb. But... All right, here's the situation, because I know it. You know ECW... it? Okay. East WWF or E or WWF at the time now now WWE called the Dolphins and said we want you to work here. They went to pull Mr. Heyman and they they said to, they said to Mr. Heyman, give us a dollar more and we will call them. No, Heyman refused. They said fine, we're leaving. They go into they they go into WWE and have an and have an amazing run. It's up and they split them up. That was dumb, but. I'll never forget the the the, uh, the feud with the Hardy Boys at Christian, of course. The three ladder matches they had, which oh, was unbelievable. Boy. Oh, okay. Singles oh. wise, singles wise, yeah, I think you had a better Chris Singley in, in in Impact and TNA. That I'll give you, but in a tag team style, nah. And Bubba said in the interview with Chris that you know that Devon actually wanted to have a singles run, so. So when they split him up yeah. in 2002, I mean, he, and he mentions, he told Vince that it was a bad idea because, and he mentions that nobody wanted to see the Road Warriors, you know, embark on singles careers. So, so and nobody, of course, obviously wanted to see the Dudleys do the same thing. So, uh, so they, they split them up. The they have, I think that's when they had the draft in 2002. But we mentioned, yes. you know, we mentioned all the matches. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget, I mean, when they teased joining the right to censor. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean that. I mean right. that was that was great, but <clears throat> of course, you know when they powerbomb May Young, <laughs> not once but twice, and then that time off the stage. Like, they powerbomb. They powerbomb the lot of women, which I was not too thrilled with, by the way. So those the draft and then yeah. those the brand split as well. So, so Bubba they, they became singles wrestlers, and then Devon, you know, of course, had the Reverend gimmick. But then not long after that, okay. they reunited. So that didn't. I'm going to give you this though. One wrestler came out of the came out of that gimmick. The the uh the the Reverend gimmick came out came out of that and became a megastar. Who was Batista. that wrestler? Batista. Right. right. Back then known as Big Dave. Batista was the only one that came out of anything with that view. Then of course Survivor Series all two, one of the greatest views of all time. Dudley's get back together and everybody's all happy again. Then they go to TNA. They split them up. They re, they do the they do the horrible uh, biker gimmick called Eight and Eight. Then they they break them up. It, it was just horribly done. And a funny story about the Dudleys: when they came here to Brooklyn, me and my wife went to see them in MSU Park. They had a no hard, they had a hardcore match, no holds barred. They fight all the way around the arena. One of them almost hit my wife in the head. Oh, really? One of them forgot to not. One of them moved by accident. 
Bubba was going to hit Devon and Bubba was going to hit Devon in the head, and Devon accidentally moved. So I screamed out, "Stop!" And he did. He went, "Oh, where'd he go?" That one. <laughs> accidentally, Devon moved and went down the stairs. My wife is going, "Oh, I went, stop!" What? Wrong guy. Oh, sorry. Funniest <laughs> thing. Fifty members of the Impact Wrestling came out. You guys okay? Yeah, we're fine. Uh, everything cool? Yeah, we're cool. Don't worry about it. And you know, they uh, they apologize for the moment stuff. And uh, the match went well, but oops. So they scared my they, they scared my poor wife to death. But you know, <laughs> mistakes happen. She didn't get hit. Nothing happened. He stopped when he realized what it what he realized. Uh, wait a minute. Where did the other guy go? <laughs> so yeah. very. Story. So, so basically, yeah. after that, you know, of course, you know, they split him up, and um, you know, Bubba yeah. Ray became Bully Ray, and, mm. and, and you know, of course, you know, you know, we even had the belt put on him, and had that those fuse with AJ Styles. So, not to mention nothing with Brooke Holden. And, and I think uh, it, it was Bubba Ray that turned on Devon. I think that's what caused the split, right? Yes, Bubba Ray turned on Devon, then 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 the whole then, then the whole. Then all these base things happen, and then well, we 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 went on from there. Yeah. So at first, like things went well for the Dudleys, and then of course, you know, the invasion angle uh, as well. They were a big part of that as well. So I think after after they split them up and then put them back together, I, I think after that, that's when that's when they just that, that that's when things just never really fully recovered. No, they I will say in ECW One Night Stand in 2005, they had that that match with Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. Oh, what that finish! Ooh. what a great match! What and a basically have- they, they they leave WWE, and then of course there's that story about you know that WWE owned the trademark on the Dudley name, and then you know they couldn't use it, but, so but and, and then Dudley, you know, Bubba Ray said in the interview that you know that you know. They didn't really need to be known as the call them because you know they can go with a different name because everybody will still know who they are. So they call they themselves really people. Yep. Yeah. But basically, uh, I think the point is because uh, the singles run for Bubba Ray went so good in, in Impact Wrestling. I mean, that's where that's where things went better. And and he's still he, he's still doing the Bully Ray character. I think right now with uh, I think it's with Ring of Honor. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And okay. So. So, so basically, the, the point is, you know, that after they left WWE, I, I think the Dudleys had a better run, like outside of WWE after that, like after 2005 with Impact Wrestling. But, but they also basically they were able to have the story in 2017 and 18 with the Briscoe brothers, like, like you mentioned, and then and then everything they did in Japan as well. So, I mean. Not to mention a few with the Steiners and TNA also went really well. Yeah, you know, and he's actually okay. He he's actually with Impact. Bubba is actually with Impact Wrestling, not Ring of Honor, because he's also he had that that feud with uh with Tommy Dreamer. So he was with Impact. He was with Ring of Honor until uh, 2020, and then uh, was briefly, I think, with the NWA, and then now he's with Impact Wrestling. So Good yeah. So anyway, I think the last one on my list is Matt Hardy. Oh, hey, this is a tough one because of how well he did with the tag titles with his brother with, with his brother Jeff. Well, this is Matt Hardy, like as a singles wrestler. Okay, in that case, yeah, you're right. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay now, the, now, I'll, I'll admit, like when they now when they split up the Hardys, okay, the the version the version one thing 
That was actually pretty cool. I will say that that was cool. I didn't like it at all. I wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> oh, Mark. Oh, okay, why didn't you like it? I thought it was boring. I thought it was too predictable, and you know, it was just uh, it, it. It was just okay. They'd have these stupid slogans when he came out to the ring at Halloween. Matt got more candy than Jeff. Who cares? Or Matt says this. I don't care. It was just a bad storyline for him. Yes, he beat Remus. Yes, he had that incredible match with Mysterio at WrestleMania 19. Fine. Without his brother, I just didn't see him. I never looked really so mad as a singles wrestler. I just did it. The match against each other, not that great. Anyway, yeah, what match was terrible. Um, they had a match with the leader of the referee. I think it was a couple. Uh, made no sense. I think if you, I understand if you would edge over Lee, that's fine, but thanks. Oh. <laughs> and there's a lot to that, but, story, that was, but it, we can't right, go through what, it because it's going to take all, it's going to take all night. But that's when he was in version one. I hated the version one. It was just an awful, awful character. Thing. It you, was know the problem, so you know what the problem is, Mark? You just don't have any, you just don't have Mattitude. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to even make you more angry. I hated the delete character also. You hated the what? I hated delete, 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 delete. I couldn't stand okay, that character. If you didn't like the WWE version, I would say one thing. But okay, the bro the broken Matt Hardy character. Come on, come on, man. Hated it. Hated oh, it. Thought it was awful. Oh, Mark, forgot, uh, forgot, <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, look. I'm not, and, and no, I'm, I'm not mad. Okay, I'm not going to be mad at you for having a different opinion. I mean, I mean, how many times have I disagreed with you and then you're like, Alex, you're killing me, right? I mean, it kind of right. seems like the rules have just been reversed. I'm killing you right now, but that's okay. I know well, a lot. How, of, how many times have I done it to you, buddy? Right. I know a lot of people <laughs> hate the, the broken Matt Hardy character. I'm um, one of my it's, it's your opinion at the end of the day. I mean, what's that one thing that, that our buddy Ricky says about everybody having an opinion? An opinion's like a what? And they all, everybody has. Exactly. I mean, you see, I mean, look. I, I mean, and, and honestly, everybody, I mean, a lot of people probably disagree with some of the names I have on this list, but. Probably people on my list, still. I don't care. But with, with Matt Hardy, I mean, the whole thing with the tag team was great. So, and then you, I, I think part of the reason why they split him is because Jeff Hardy left the company in 2003. So, back to, yeah. to go back to go to Impact Wrestling, which, of course, at the time was. Uh, Total yeah. lots of action and part of the NWA, but but I, I love I, I did like the uh, the version one character, you know, that whole thing with Shannon Moore, and then of course Crash Holly eventually joined joined the group, but and then after that, of course, you know, he he got injured, and then well, he had that storyline with Kane, you know, over who would marry Lita. So that I mean, I mean that that even makes me feel bad for Kane, but you know, but Kane Kane was always making. Any storyline that you put Kane in, Kane was always able to make it somewhat interesting. I mean, that's just how great Kane is. God bless him. Yeah, but, yeah and Paul had to deal with that horrible storyline, too, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, so with, with Matt Hardy, you know, and then eventually his brother comes back in 2006. And then, and then basically the Hardy boys are reunited. And, and that was, you know, definitely exciting. So it was one of my favorite tag teams of all my My favorite tag team of all time of that era was the Hardys. I love them. But, but but Matt Hardy's singles run in WWE, like, you know, as the version one character I thought was cool. But, you know, and then he got – and then, you know, he had the feud with Edge, as you mentioned, the Hardy Boys reunion. Yeah. And then he becomes a singles wrestler again and then had that feud with MVP. And then 
and, and then like that was out for a while again and had that feud with Jeff Hardy and then left in 2010. So, so, after that, so after that, he goes to Impact, he goes to Ring of Honor, you know, has yep. a lengthy career with Impact Wrestling. He even has the championship put on him. And then he yeah. becomes, was, you know, becomes Broken Matt Hardy, which I thought I think is one of the coolest things ever. Hated and, it. So and then WWE, then you know, won the, the tag team titles again with his brother at WrestleMania 33 in that ladder match. Phenomenal. Yeah, and then you know, and then eventually, you know, uh, then uh, during that time, he was also involved in a legal battle with Impact Wrestling over the ownership of the broken character, but. Yeah, but TNA could have not. He had to kind of tweak it in WWE because it was his, and he did not want WWE making money off of his character. Obviously, he became woken Matt Hardy instead. Because he was still broken Matt Hardy. Okay, let's so, not. Okay, let's let's not. But. Okay. But, event, but but you know, uh, I think the final feud, you know, when Randy, when Edge came back to WWE in, in early 2020 to start that feud with Orton, and then yeah. he had that per- particular segment with with Orton where Orton attacked him uh, in consecutive weeks, and then after that he was gone, and then went to AEW at first starting with a broken character. But you know, the problem is it was during the pandemic, so yeah. it was really hard. It was really hard for him. It must have been really hard for him to do the broken character, you know, without without yeah. a crowd there. Yeah. Building. Yeah, nobody in the building. Was, yeah, that must have been a lot of fun. I mean, I lost, I lost the channel of the character impact at that time. So, yeah. So, but I'm gonna say this about Matt Hardy. He had a wonderful career as a tag team wrestler, single wrestler. I was not a fan of him, honestly. A single better. I don't. I his brother was much better single. I'll give you that. I thought Jeff had a much better single career, except for the whole drug thing. But when I talk about him, I talk about Matt. I didn't like Matt as a single wrestler. I just thought Matt was better than tag team wrestler. And that's just how some wrestlers are. There's a long list of wrestlers better than just wrestling. I mean, I mean, lately, I mean, the Hardy Boys reunion, you know, with Jeff, you know, coming back to AEW. But, you know, and of course, you know, during that time, you know, there was the thing called the, the Hardy family office. I mean, yeah, I don't really was, have anything to say about that, but. Like. But yeah, but, but that's all I got to say about Matt. But we're not done yet because we have two other names, and these are female wrestlers. Mark, you know, Kim is one of them. Well, Gail Kim's one of them, so you, you, you take it away, Mark. First of the TNA Women's Champion, what a phenomenal career! What a phenomenal career, jumping at it. Confused with uh, awesome Kong, confused with the with the beautiful people, with. Oh my God, so many wrestlers. I think she defeated Jackie for, for a short time in TNA. The list goes on and on and on. Then she leaves TNA, goes to WWE, and they just destroy her. Then she goes back to TNA, and then she retires. By the way, she's married to one of my favorite chefs. She's married to Robert Irvine, by the way. I, uh, because I'm a chef. That's and I like celebrity chef, chef yeah. I'm, I'm a chef, so I like chefs. But I'll tell you, her crew is much better in TNA than ever was in WWE. It's not. It's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, she's the inaugural TNA uh, slash Impact Knockouts uh, champion as well. And, you know, she's won the title seven times, which is the record, I believe. Yes, it is. And she earned every one of them. She did. She I is mean, a phen- phenomenal wrestler. And she, she she's also beautiful. So. Definitely. Gorgeous. I mean, she can wrestle. She's an amazing talent. And you can learn them. Once again, 
Vince kills another career. Well done. I mean, she won actually. She actually won the title on on, on her debut in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. If I remember yep. correctly, yeah, I, I think it was it was a battle royal. Yep. It was on pay per view. Is my at the half. I have I have that pay per view when she won two thousand. She won it. She she won she won the inaugural title two thousand and seven at Bound for Glory. I know because I had it. That's when she won the Impact title. When she won the WWE title, I don't know. I don't but so what a what a waste of a wonderful career. Is it, it well? I mean, in, in WWE, right? Yeah. Oh, WWE yeah. terrible. Horrible. I mean, I think she's still part of Impact. She works. As, she works. She's working as a producer now. Yeah. She she. She also, I believe, works the female with, with the female talent. So that's yours. Mine is Tony is Tony Storm. Now I know you're not an AEW fan, Mark. You don't follow AEW, but you did at least follow Tony Storm when she was in WWE, right? Yeah. Like uh, she's a huge part of NXT UK. I mean, her feud with oh, yeah. Rhea Ripley. You know. Oh my god. Oh my I mean, god. And Tony Storm, before she even arrived in WWE, she was already massively popular worldwide, you know, from working in Japan and, and everywhere else. And I'm sure also working in England. Yes, sir. You know, when Tony Storm arrived in AEW, you know, immediately they, they just basically knew that they have to make things right because Tony Storm is a tremendous competitor. And I like what they're doing with Tony Storm right now. She's part of a villainous group alongside Ruby uh, Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot. And Soraya, oh. formerly known as Paige, they're known as the Outcasts. And I really yeah. like what they're doing with them. I really do. And Tony Storm right now is currently the champion again. She's, uh, I think she's she's actually the first uh, female wrestler to win the AEW Women's Championship twice. So Tony Storm has basically massively established herself as a very very good villain. You're talking so, about three phenomenal talents, yeah, pal. So yeah. So when she, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You talk about three of the most talented women in the business. So yeah, I mean, look at look at who's on that team. Paige, former champion. Rhea Ripley, for, former tag team champion. Leader of the Riot Squad. Then you have Tony. Then, then you have. Then, then you have think, no, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Riot, bro, not Rhea Ripley. Sorry, Ruby Riot. I apologize. So you're talking about some of the greatest female wrestlers of all time on this group. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kick some butt. Absolutely, and I'm glad they are. I mean, it's interesting. Absolutely. Two two particular wrestlers, Ruby and Tony, two amazing talents that were misused by WWE and AEW is doing it right. I mean, well, at least with Ruby, when they when they put her in this thing, they finally did something right with Ruby because the AEW stalled a lot with Ruby Soho. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Well, so you have been paying attention. So you, it seems to me that you have been paying attention a little bit, bro. A little bit. I don't watch. I don't. I don't really watch. But <laughs> not not completely. You know, but you know, hockey got hockey got in the hockey got in the way. NHL, AEW. I'll take the Islanders. <laughs> but, but with, with Tony Storm, I mean, you know, the fact that again, as I mentioned, that she was already very, very well, you know, popular before she went to WWE. I mean, she worked in Japan, you know, yes. <clears throat> like that, and then and then basically, she even mentioned that, you know. In WWE, at one point, she it, it got so bad that she she hated what she was doing. She was unhappy. I mean, she was miserable. So, I mean, oh, she said in an in an interview that they quote crushed her love for wrestling, and she even mentions That's, it wasn't even wrestling anymore. That you weren't even allowed to say the word wrestling. So. Wrestlers, not. That's true. 
Joey yep. Styles brought that up for the promo on Monday Night Raw as well. That he, I can't even say wrestlers. I gotta see entertainers. So, so there you go. So WWE dropped the ball big time with with Tony Storm, but AEW uh, signed her, and Tony Storm's just been absolutely magnificent. They dropped the ball. Everybody uh, that, that that we that, that we've been talking about for the past. Uh, I believe well, well, an hour, an hour, an hour and a quarter, or at least an hour and a half. Everybody on this list, WWE dropped the ball. That's very true. <clears throat> I mean, this list. I mean, you know, you see a lot of videos on YouTube, like videos like this, but they're like what 20, 30 minutes long. For us, we yeah. kind of had to give it in our own way, but <clears throat> well, we put our own. We had to our- put all, all, all these names because, you know. Ringside Chaos, we know much like my other programs, it's all about the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We had to make this video the way we, the way we did. We, we couldn't just basically skip Town and Hightail and make it like 20, 30 minutes. Now, we could have. You know, I could have done it in 30 minutes, I'm sure. But, you know, but when you bring in another wrestling creative genius like Mark, I mean, we got to have you. a lot of – we got to have, like, a lot of comments, so. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, anything else you got to say before we close out tonight? Just uh, it's been as always. It's been a whole lot of fun, man. Thank you for having me once again. I can't wait well, to do. I can't wait till next time. Well, it's an honor to have you on once again, and I cannot wait to have you back on. But before I let everybody go, a reminder that Ringside Chaos is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please hit that subscribe button and be sure to hit the notification bell. That way you do not miss out on any exciting upcoming content. Because ladies and gentlemen, if you love professional wrestling, Ringside Chaos is the show for you. So share this out with your family, your friends. Because again, if you know somebody that loves professional wrestling, then damn it, this show, Ringside Chaos, is the show that they need. Mark, once again, thank you very, very much. And to thank you to all the all loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this show. Thank you.